Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio, with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms, and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Anfield Index podcast. I am, of course, Trev Downey. I am still here in my field in beautiful rural Ireland, as ever I have been whilst podcasting to you. And I'm joined for this episode 377 of said Anfield Index podcast by Lisa Marie Hanahan and by Cam Branch. And we must start with the birthday girl. We are full of joyous tidings heading in your direction on this day, which, to be honest could have panned out better for celebratory reasons, Lisa Marie. Yes, um, that is how I woke up this morning, was to the news, and my husband saying, happy birthday, did you see the announcement? <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, oh ouch, <laughs> right, yeah. Like, yes, so yes. I, so I yes, have... today is my actual birthday, along with, you know who I, I know I've told you this before, Trev, I share the day with, with two... Um, Interesting people. Um, former Liverpool manager, Brendan Rogers, as well as Jose Marino. So. Wow. Okay. That's quite, that's quite the duo. Actually, one other, one other person, one other person that is, I I guess, sort of Anfield index adjacent, um, Alan O'Donoghue's younger brother, Colin, who is an actor. His, his birthday is also today as well. So anyway. You know, I I was gonna, now that you mention it, 
I haven't seen um, Colin in anything for a while, and you're a bit closer to the case there. I think you would be more in contact with, with, with Alan. Have you? Is 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 he? I know he was in a TV show that was pretty successful, but I haven't seen him in anything recently. Are you keeping abreast of how his career is going? He's done some um, like voiceover stuff. There was a um, an animated film on Apple, I think last year that he he had you know, okay. his character in, and then there's some other series that is done. It's, it's like TV series, and, and I can't think of the name of it. Um, but but yeah, animated that that he's done some voiceover work with as well. And then there was a um, there was a series on Disney Plus slash National Geographic that it only ran one season, but it was about the the Mercury astronauts, and he played. Um, Oh shoot! That was the one. Yeah, yeah. that was it's the one that I saw. That was, you, that was. But before that, of course, he was on one. Yeah, it was quick. Was the you know it was the long running series that you know he did very well with as yeah. It was quite a big deal that yeah, yeah. quite a big deal. Yeah. Fair play. Um, I wanted to just ask you um how, how you feel about being twenty nine again. <laughs> yes, I do enjoy celebrating the anniversary of my twenty ninth birthday. For, um, well, <laughs> well, that's honestly, that's what we, I started calling it that when I was probably, well, I don't know, pushing 40. And so I started referring to it as the, you know, 11th anniversary of my 29th birthday. But yeah, when, you know, the numbers got ridiculously high now. So I've kind of quit doing that. But, you know, I have to tell yeah. you, 51 is, is hitting a little hard. And I don't know. I think I've made a mistake. You know, last year when we were, you know, gearing up for the big 5-0, you know, we took the trip over to Ireland. I'm thinking in retrospect, I should have waited and done that for my 51st birthday. Because <laughs> I feel like mm. I need something more to celebrate now. Um, so anyway, something to look forward to. But yeah. But no, I'll be spending the weekend at a dance competition. So, um Yay. <laughs> <laughs> well, some things never change, eh? Some things some never things change. change. At least yeah. you always have that one constant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we will obviously be talking about the thing we're alluding to there uh, in a second, but not before we say hello to Cam, who has had himself a day um, outside altogether of the Liverpool stuff, literally just joining us um, minutes before we went live here with the mics uh, after a big old stretch. So how's the energy? levels mate you reckon you'll get through 50 or so minutes with us here i will endeavor to do my best young trivinder no problem we you know we're troopers we're troopers if Jürgen can do it for eight and a half years i can do it 50 minutes yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's exactly the kind of attitude we like to hear. Look, the elephant in the room won't stop, um, won't stop making noises and shuffling and drawing attention to itself. And, um, you don't need to be a genius to work out what that is. We've been, um, variously coping with it all day, um, in our own ways. Uh, I think some of us have had the, ability to vent about it on various shows on Anfield Index already. I've come off a show there with Dave and Harry, which is basically like our raw reaction to uh, this fairly monumental news that Jürgen is stepping down at the end of the season, which is a full season ahead of um, the contract that he had signed um, 
which had extended to 2026. Um, it's safe to say that nobody saw this coming. It's safe to say that when it dropped as news this morning, somewhere I think between half 10 and 11 our time here, that it was it was such a shock that I assumed the first thing I saw was a spoof. And uh, then I double checked that it was actually the club account. And then I actually watched the video and I was still, I think, ahead of the curve and that most people seem to be coming to the news after me. Um, I had a very specific reaction that I wouldn't mind talking about later on because I haven't mentioned it on the other shows yet. It was it was a bit odd, actually. Um, but I'm more curious, um, and, and I'm sure our listeners are to hear how you guys um, managed with it. We heard the blunt way in which you were told, Lisa Marie, and we haven't heard, Cam, how you engaged with the news or where you heard about it for the first time. I'm going to assume it was on the radio. No, it wasn't, actually. I was, um, I was driving... <laughs> I was driving past Stonehenge at the time. Um, why? Then uh, I was that was I was going from Somerset to Kent, and I was driving past Stonehenge on the A three A three. One of the guys from the office phones me, and I'm like, "Oh no, I know I fucked up yesterday," and he's obviously phoning about that because I made a a big fuck up yesterday at work, and then I thought, "Yeah, he's gonna rant and rave at me about that," and then he goes. And, and it's, he goes, Cam, have you heard the news? I'm like, no. And my phone's going crazy. Messages, 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 messages. And I'm like, well, I'm just ignoring the phone because I'm driving. And, um, he goes, Jurgen Krop step, stepping down. I'm like, yeah, whatever. But why have you phoned me? No, no, Krop stepping down. I'm like, why are you being stupid? You know, you've, what, 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 you know, uh, I'm driving, you know, I can't check my phone or anything. Uh, and he goes, no, no, honestly, can't be stepped down. I'm reading on Sky Sports right now. And I had to pull over. I had to get into a lay-by, pull over, check my phone, went straight to LSC, Twitter. And there's that video, that two-minute video, and he's saying, I've got to tell the truth. And, you know... And he, he said a lot of words, but he didn't actually say anything to me. Um, and there was a, an immense sadness in the way he was saying it. It was the way he was trying to find those words. There was nothing scripted. It was, it was from his heart, uh, but didn't really say anything, you know, that sort of gives us any closure in any way to say why, even though he said why, if that makes sense. And it, yeah. and, it, and we were all sitting here now, and we're all scratching our heads, and we're all thinking, why? You know, why Why is he announced it now? Yes, he'd spoken to FSG in November, and obviously told them in November, and he, obviously the players would have known this for a while. It's not like they would have been told today. Um, You know, everybody behind the scenes, and they, the reason that I think they've obviously let the world know is because they wanted to do it on their terms. They didn't want it, you know, leaking out. And and that's the right thing to do. Even though it feels as wrong as it should, you you know, um, because you think, well, it's going to derail everything. But the fact that it's coming out that, you know, he'd spoken, like I said, uh, uh, in November 
to to the powers that be above. Um, yeah, it's just um, I, I I've, I've stayed away from my phone. I've, I've just you know I put a couple of thoughts in a WhatsApp group, just two lines, um, and we can come back to those later because I'm sure we'll, we'll be touching on who we think is going to replace him in the summer. You know, I mean. Um, and, and, and that's it. I've not, I've not responded to anybody. Well, I've had a couple of messages from people, you know, the, the scum have come out of the woodwork. Let's put it that way. So, um, yeah, it's like, it's yeah, like they've won the league. They have literally won the league today. They've won the league. They've won the European club cup. They've won the world club championships. They've won the Carabao cup. They've won the Johnson paint trophy. They've won the LDV Vans trophy club. Johnson paint trophy. Yeah. LDV Vans trophy. Uh, they won the charity shield. All their Christmases have come together because this is bigger than Fergie leaving. Because we knew Fergie was coming to the end. Twenty-seven years. This is bigger than Fergie leaving because everybody genuinely could see that Klopp was the only one who could go head to head with Pep, and it just makes them feel now we've got a chance at least. You know, all they can see is the demise of Liverpool. They're, that's all they're looking at. And, you know, yeah, fuck you. Fuck them all. Because I've already placed a bet with someone that Liverpool will finish either Man United next season. So that tells you where <laughs> my mind's at. No, I didn't hesitate. So yeah, they were gloating it, and I said, bring it on. How much do you want to do? And he said 50 quid. I said 50 quid. You know, if you'd said a thousand, I would have done a thousand. It bothered me. I know we will finish above Man United next season. So take that to the bank. Well, it's unfortunate that you've been screening your calls and messages and yet managed to have those interactions with the the pettier um, people out there. There are a lot of them. I'll give credit where it's due to my best pal who I was walking past today, um, biggest City fan I know, and he actually came over with the arms out for a hug saying, Jesus, bring it in here. Like, you know, obviously understood that it was going to be a very uh, difficult sort of day for us. And I'll be honest with you, I felt like a bit of of charlatan because I, I didn't feel as upset as I should have felt. I, I was a bit de- detached from the whole thing. Um, I still feel a little bit detached from it. Yeah. I want to pick up on one thing you said um, just to kind of clarify with you before I, I go to Lisa Marie for for a sort of initial reaction because there's a few places we could take this conversation and I do want to give you guys the freedom to do whatever you want to do with it. When when I was doing the show with uh, the Raw lads uh, about an hour ago, I was very kind of insistent on the fact that we don't get into any mawkish sentimentality, we don't get into any tributes, we don't get into anything like that because the manager himself had said, I'm not in the mood for that, we've got things to do and, you know, we will have ample time over the summer to do as many tributes and, 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 and teary farewells as you like. Um, so that's the way I kind of drove that show but I don't want to do that all the time or I certainly don't want to insist on that all the time because people have a right to react whatever way they want to react I just thought that was in the keeping in keeping with the the spirit of that particular show this one's different and I want to just pick you up on on the thing you said like I say before I go back to Lisa Marie for her take or immediate take at least Um, you said that he didn't give us anything that we could hang on to for closure and yet I suppose what he did was he went into great detail about the fact that his reason is as simple as any of us, including the, th- the three of us here currently on the call who have uh, started to register a five in their age, can understand <laughs> 
quite profoundly, he reckons it's quite simply that he does not have the energy or motivation or get up and go or will or whatever you want to say to do it anymore to the best of his ability. And I'll be honest with you, I think... I don't really need any more honesty than that from him because I, I do get it. I, I I really get where he's coming from with that, Cam. And he, he was he was quite honest in that he said that he 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 only wants to operate at optimum clapo, and yeah, it just hit him like a stone wall that shit, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this again to that level. Whereas we're going to get the absolute best out of him and I hope the players between now and the end of the season but I kind of I can relate I do understand there comes a time it doesn't really matter whether it's um, personal relationship or a family situation or a work situation you know when you've kind of reached the end of something don't you yeah I mean you're right in that respect you do but one thing we've everyone's been saying every man you know to a T has said this that last season, he looked absolutely fatigued. It looked over. He looked like he had no energy whatsoever. And we had this transformative rebuild over the summer. And it, and he looked transformed. He looked re-energized, revitalized, full of beans, full of spun. He had everything. You know, it was like it was a 2015-2016 club. All over again, the 26, 17, 2018, 2018, 2019, 19, 20. It was that clock was there again. You know, as much as it, it's like that energy that was on the pitch was coming now was he was, he was thriving on that. He was, he was feeding on it. And to suddenly then go, I haven't got it. And, and, and I'm going to take him at face value, obviously, you know, I'm not going to try and speculate that there's something going on in the background you know that's you know for people who who, who want to do that that's fine you know fill your boots but I don't get how you can look so much of what he was last season and so much of how he was this how he's been this season to then suddenly say that that's where I feel disconnected with it all um, and and you know but Let's just enjoy what we've got coming for the rest of the season, I guess, and then and then look forward from there. Yeah, and again, it's not like we have a choice, and I suppose that's kind of feeding my my reaction to it in in large part. But Lisa Marie, it's it's you know this is this is the guy who's been. Um, big man on campus since you started um, being involved with the club and being interested in it and following closely um, for you he is entirely synonymous with Liverpool Football Club and of course um, you know like all of us and I've often heard it in your responses to things. Uh, you've had as much of a, an emotional connection with this guy as anything else, because one of the big things we did speak about on the Raw podcast was, you know, losing Jurgen Klopp, the manager, is one thing, but losing Jurgen Klopp, the man, is a different thing entirely because he has been a sort of a, a totem 
a talisman, uh, a lightning rod, a figure to look to in terms of inspiration, um, a guy whose solid takes on the world you can almost uniformly rely on, a guy who will probably say the right thing, who will chew out the sun reporter, uh, questioning his very presence in the room, who will, uh, you know, uh, rightly comment on shitty Tory policy if that is what the order of the day is a guy whose takes are generally solid a guy who just seems to be a good man and a lad for whom i think all of us would run through brick walls that's the loss here isn't it more than anything else it's not necessarily the what are we going to do in the immediate aftermath because we have half a season yet where so much can still be achieved we can think about that stuff later now it's just the idea of being without that isn't it but without that guy yeah, I mean, I think that's so. So, yes, you're correct. I mean, I don't I have not followed a Liverpool without Jurgen Klopp. So it's an entirely, I guess, foreign concept to me to, to think about him not, you know, on the scene, um, you know, on the sidelines is, you know, doing the press, con- you know, all the things, you know, I just I, I don't really, ha- I mean, you know, I, I, you know, have gone back and seen things and read, but, but as far as the day to day following the club, it's, it's always been under his tenure. So, so that is very different. And, you know, what a difference a year makes. Cause, you know, it was around about this time last year when things were kind of going, you know, pear shaped. And we started thinking about, you know, is it time for him to step down? Is it time for him to leave? And then we're like, but who who would we want to replace him? And and that was where I always got stuck was, you know, not so much, you know, if there was somebody I knew waiting in the wings where it was like, yeah, yeah, let's get this guy. But but there wasn't really a name that any of us could, you know, could come up with that would, um, you know, to, to, to help us, you know, who who would replace him. So. So, yeah, it's 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 all a little disconcerting i think in a way you know i mean it's it's just that whole anxiety of the future you know what is it going to look like without him but i don't think you can really start to paint that picture until we know who's going to step into his shoes and and that's not a discussion i want to have right now i think i think where i you know now that i've gotten past the initial kind of shock if you will I I want to enjoy the time that we have, you know, let's because there, there are so many things on the table to achieve this season. And I want us even more so to get them all. And and I want to enjoy the time as we do it. You know, I want to I want to see, you know, first up, let's, you know, win the, you know, the the cup at the end of February and, you know, see him celebrating with, you know, with the players there and, and, and just that just hopefully is the first of, of more than one. And yeah, so that's, that's kind of where I've moved to already um, is, yeah, it's, it's going to definitely be different and it's going to be strange, but I, I, I understand, you know, his, I haven't seen the full press conference that he did. I mean, I, I saw the video, the announcement video, but I haven't watched um, all of the, you know, the press conference that he did this afternoon to, to see what other, other detail there is. But, you know, but ultimately 
he has to do what's best for him. And if, if he feels that it's in his best interest to step back at the end of the season, then, you know, while I am very, very sad to see him go, I understand it. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hi, everyone. This month, the channel is supporting a local charity based in Edinburgh called Steps to Hope. Steps to Hope helps support people who are experiencing homelessness and addiction. The founder of the charity, Richard Roncero, is currently doing a Sleep Rough campaign where he is sleeping rough on the streets in eight different cities for eight weeks. Please like, share and follow the Facebook page and if you can, donate. Thank you. You know, there wasn't really a whole lot more detail that came out in that particular yeah. press conference. I did sit and watch it because I was off work early and I was watching it in preparation for doing the reaction show afterwards. And maybe this is where I'll fire it back at you, Cam, because the only thing that did come out that for me was a revelation of any sort, obviously he had Billy Hogan beside him and they were discussing more the kind of structural things and he was just being upbeat about, you know, Jürgen's decision and how they were upset about everything, but they can understand and we move on and we'll do the right thing for the club and so on, saying the right things basically. But the revelation for me, and I, I think this might be feeding into what I'm taking from you is a sort of a, um, a glummer attitude um, about the whole thing is that it seemed to me as if the players only recently found out. In, in fact, I don't think it's too much of a stretch to say that they may have only found out in the last couple of days because, yes, he said he had been in contact with the the owners and this conversations have been going on since November, but it seems as if the players only found out very recently from the way he was speaking at least. And, you know, I said, we've just been having this and we had these chats and everyone was very positive and, uh, you know, of course they are, of course they're going to be. These guys uh, have, have some, some of them owe their superstar status to Jurgen Klopp. Um, all, most of them owe their, um, albeit, severely limited by Manchester City amount of medals, they owe them to Jurgen Klopp and his leadership and his guidance and all the rest of it. So I think they, they would have had a cheek to be anything but supportive. My worry was, what does this do to the morale of certain individuals who you can understand completely will now be looking around thinking, shit, what happens to me now? Um, what does my future look like at the club without Jurgen here? Um, how am I going to cope? Do I want to be here without him? And, and so on and so forth. You see, initially when I saw that um, video that we all saw this morning, I thought, oh, well, maybe that explains why we've had such a remarkable uh, sort of finding a way to win attitude in games lately. Have we been rallying towards the end of things? Maybe they're already in this do it for the gaffer spirit, but I don't think that's the case. And when I heard initially, I was still thinking that, that, you know, the players had known for a while. And my initial reaction, I won't lie to you was I would fucking hate to be playing Liverpool at least at any time between now and the end of the season, 
I just, I just feel like Anfield's going to be absolutely electric every single game. I think the emotional uh, pressure in those games is going to be very high indeed, but I think it should be essentially positive. But now I'm a little bit worried because I am hoping that all those players are absolutely along for the ride. Everything is still there on the table, but do you worry that it may affect the, the brain chemistry of one or two in terms of how they may be thinking about their own future? I don't know. Jan always says that players don't think past the next day, so I'm taking some comfort from that. No, I'm I'm not worried in the slightest in that respect. Um, I think what we've seen this season is a a group of players who are extremely focused, and you can you you say that you know it's just recently where you think we've just done things, you know, we've been turning things around. We've done it. We've been doing it all season. We've been going behind in literally every single game and coming back to win those games. I exaggerate every single game, but in so many games, um, with, we, we've just been, as a, as a unit, we've been phenomenal. I mean, we've not had a settled back four all season. We've not had a settled midfield all season. Um, we always knew who was going to be you know, moving the strike strike force around, um, and you know, Jota's been out and uh, for, for large chunks of the season, and obviously Capco's finding his feet, and Diaz had all his you know his, his troubles with his uh, you know his parents back home in Colombia, and uh, Darwin has been striking one meet, left wing one meet, off the bench one meet, um, trying to score from two yards out and hitting the keeper every time. Um, you know, we, 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 this, this set of players is something else. You know, but this is, and honestly, the mentality is 1920 levels, 1819 levels. So they are, that's their, that's their, that's their action. I mean, I, I can't think of, you, you, you allude to, you know, you think some players are going to be thinking on oh, my future. Who, who do you think, Fred? You're thinking that. Sure. Well, I mean, here's the thing. When I went to go examine that as a line of thought, I realized that Jurgen Klopp himself and his um, policy of hiring good lads means that I don't actually have to worry about that at all. Because I think we don't want to be too naive about it. We have got lads with tremendous attitudes. Uh, we have got lads who are going to want to make sure that they're in the plans of whoever comes next. It's just, I guess, when you have... Here's the thing. If it was... I don't know if you recall when Ferguson announced the first time that he was retiring. Yeah. Uh, and things started to go a little bit awry and then he had, he, he, he reneged on it and he, he came right. back and all the rest of it. Everybody understands that if you say you're going, then suddenly your authority has waned. It's just as simple as that. And I think I was starting to think of it and my brain started clicking into that immediately. And then I thought, well, actually, without being too naive or too sentimental about it, I think it is probably quite different in this context. I think the situation with Jurgen is going to be based on emotion and it's going to be based on the feeling of achieving something and that togetherness that the group has and that ability to rally 
I am hoping that that's going to be more than enough to drive towards a successful completion to the season. I personally believe it will be with this group. I don't think there's going to be any issues around authority or whatever because the manager is in situ till the end of the season. And that's literally all that matters. And like I said a couple of minutes ago, players only think a couple of games ahead. Like if you're not in the team, you know, you hate the manager. In, in inverted commas uh, it's as simple as that if you're in the team you love the manager it's as simple as that for players and you know so I, I guess we don't really have a reason to worry I guess we don't many mm, I think you're right I don't think we do um, I'd be very surprised I mean if you take Virgil and Alisson and Mo out of that team it's a young hungry team there are three elder statesmen, obviously, and, and Joel as well. Tiago, maybe. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it, I've got thoughts on Tiago, actually. We'll come back to that maybe later. Um, but um, that there's, um, you know, you've got four or five players there who, who are quite senior, obviously very senior players, but they've been there, they've done it. The rest of them, they want it. They want it bad. And you can see that. I mean, let's just say they knew two days ago. Two days ago, we played Fulham away. Did you see the way those players were playing? Did you see the way they were pressing? Did you see the way they were hunting that ball down? That's not a, that's not a set of players who've got the wrong mentality. That's a set of players who want something. These players want it. And they won't let us down. I think you're right. And that brings us to another vital element that's going to be a key part of success or not success between now and the end of the season. I'm going to be lucky enough to be able to sample the home atmosphere in a couple of days time um, for the evening game against Chelsea, Lisa Marie. And uh, I think you're just trying what, to make me feel even worse on my birthday. Nice trip. I am. It's, it's basically my, my objective here. Um, I, I, uh, I, 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 my immediate reaction was, oh man, I can't wait for that because it's going to be absolutely hopping. I would have thought. I, you know, I know there is the the Norwich game, and that's the first game after the fans will have found out, and obviously the 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 atmosphere will be very good. But I think there's something about that night game against Chelsea when it's the league, and the league is the big one that we all want, and it is very much still in our hands. I, I just. I can't see anything other than a hugely, highly charged atmosphere. The question I have for you is, again, just to go back to the words of the manager, he was saying, look, please just accept the decision and please also don't make this about me. Um, you know, don't sing my song um, until the end of the game was something he was asking a long time beforehand. It was kind of pissing him off because he reckoned it was almost like a, an indicator the game was won. He didn't like that and he, he, he didn't he wanted concentration to the end and all that kind of stuff or, you know, complete focus on the game to the end. I, I get where he was going with that. I think it's out of his hands now. I don't think he's in a position to really ask for anything. And even, <laughs> even if he does ask for anything, I think he'll be roundly ignored. People are going to do what they're going to do. They're going to be very emotional about this guy. Uh, they're going to want to show it. Uh, and he will probably be frustrated by the Jurgen Klopp song being sung uh, uh, by all and sundry at any given time because people just will want to express their love for this guy their admiration for this guy so in a long-winded fashion I'm getting to the point of the question would you have any fears at all about um, 
a thing that I've seen happen live in the flesh a few times all the way back in the 08-09 season when we had Torres and Gerrard and we were going for the league under Rafa Benitez. Um, we had a nil-nil draw. We stayed top of the league, but the whole ground was ridden with angst. Uh, the atmosphere was oppressive um, we've seen it before where things have gone awry under Rogers, and the angst again is, is something you could almost reach out and cut with a knife uh, do you think there's a danger of that or do you think the celebratory thing of it will be the dominant thing and um, that fans will have that look let's you know come what may it's all about celebrating Jurgen celebrating these boys between now and the season uh, you know it's, it, it seems like an obvious answer but it might not be what do you reckon I don't know. Um, yeah, that's – you'd think it would be the obvious answer, but but we've seen it not necessarily be that be that way. Um, yeah, I don't know. On one hand, I mean, I, I kind of like that it's Chelsea because I feel like we just really owe them for the, you know, the opening day draw, like, because, you know – you know, it, it, that's been, and I think that's been a regret for a lot of us, and probably the players as well. That you know they've just been not good this season, and damn that you know that should have been three points, not one point. You know to to start us off, but um, hindsight being what it is. So I I think yeah, um, and yeah, I think I think everyone will be kind of a. I mean, I think it'll almost feel maybe a little bit like you know the European nights. Um, under the lights, just, just a little bit of that, you know, first game back in the league at home. Um, cause we haven't been home in the league, you know, for, for a while, you know, since what the first of January, I think, um, when we played Newcastle. So, so yeah, I, I, I think it, it'll be interesting to see as the weeks go on, how that feeling, it does it just continue to build or, you know, it, is it going to be kind of like a a little bit of a knee jerk? You know, everybody will be up for it. Like, you know, here, the you know, this game, couple games, and then, you know, maybe there's a bit of a, a drop off. And, you know, and, and again, depending on how results are going and, and stuff. But I think that's that's to me is a more interesting question is, does it just, you know, just start at this high level and just keep, you know, going, going and maintaining or will we see it start up high and then just kind of drop and then and then maybe just depending on results and and where things are going build back up again cuz that's a lot that is, to, have to maintain you know i mean it's yeah. january well you know it'll be 31st of january on wednesday i mean that's that's multiple months of having to maintain you know and that's exhausting <laughs> What, 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 what has the situation done to your um, belief around getting those results? I mean, it's obviously going to have an impact um, in some way, shape or form. It could have a galvanizing effect. It could have an inspirational effect. It could be for the gaffer as we go out and everybody's um, sort of extra enthused. That is a distinct possibility. Um, uh, and it's the one I found myself assuming would be the case initially. Um, that might be a little bit naive on my part. I, I, I feel with that in mind and knowing the attitudinal response that I expect from the lads, um, 
I'm quite enthused. I think that it's all possible. Um, I heard the manager say, you know, talking about, you know, there'll be a time to celebrate. And he was talking about whether it's here or in different countries. And that's obviously a nod to hopefully get into the Europa League final and in Dublin. And, you know, we all have these dreams of, 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 Play, he, he himself has these dreams of playing the 30-odd games that could potentially remain in this season were we to reach an FA Cup final and a Europa League final, uh, as well as the Carling Cup final and, 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 and playing out the league and hopefully having success in that. The big one for me, obviously, is that Jurgen gets to win the big one on his way out. I think... There's something that feels very right about that. It also has that sort of vaguely storybook feel that all of the Klopp era has had. Yes, there are crushing lows, but there are also incredible highs. And I don't know. I, the, the romantic in me is starting to think that this may be, this may be just one of the most remarkable run-ins ever. And then the other part of me is saying, don't be so naive. I don't know where I'm landing on this. Um, you usually have a better bearing on, on how you're feeling about things. What, what do you reckon is, is possible now? Do you think it's going to have that positive effect or do you think it may take away from what we had been building? I'm leaning more toward the positive effect. Um, but I could be naive right along there with you. Um, but yeah, I, because before, I mean, you know, just thinking back, we've already talked, Cam alluded to it earlier in the podcast. We've, we've talked about it in, you know, in the last couple of podcasts, there's already been this just, you know, complete, completely different mindset to the season you know, the resilience and the, you know, getting the wins no matter what we need to. I mean, that's already kind of that stage has been set with without, you know, without this added, um, you know, storyline of, of it being Jurgen's last season. So, so I I am leaning toward that. Yeah, that's just going to, you know, group of players. You know, they're all very much you know, devoted or seem, you know, seemingly, you know, to Klopp. And so I, I just really think, yes, that's just going to push me more to let's do it for the gaffer. Hello, I'm here to annoy you. I'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others on EPL Index. We don't just have the Anfield Index stuff. We've got EPL Index as well, which covers the entirety of the Premier League. And we have three podcasts and a whole bunch of really good writing on EPLindex.com. The podcasts are my own two-footed podcast, which is every day at 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, covering the whole league. We have a tad predictable hosted by Tadiwa. You know Tadiwa. He does Anfield Index. He presents a tad predictable before every Premier League match week. And then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL roundtable there every week after the Premier League match week. So make sure you listen to everything we're doing on EPL Index and follow us there on Twitter at EPL Index. Thank you. Bye-bye. I'm hoping that's the case. I am hoping that's the case. And Cam, I want to go back to you on that as well, because I just have this sense that you, you're a little bit more down um, uh, in, rather than 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 necessarily uh, thinking that it's going to have 
the 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 opposite, the more positive effect on the season. I just want to initially get a feel from you on how you think it's going to impact the remainder of this campaign, which has the potential to be absolutely glorious. I mean, there are four potential titles there on the on the line, the first of them against Chelsea in a month's time, and then um, theoretically, were we to reach an FA Cup final and a Europa League final, they are available to us. Uh, I think we're the best team left in both of those competitions. Um, and I think we're the best team left in the league. And I'm basically saying, I think that we have more than Manchester City. Where are we, where are we to play to our, our, our potential between now and the end of the season? We've got a lot of lads hopefully starting to line up to come back. You mentioned Thiago, the lesser spotted Alcantara. I'm not sure I believe he's real, but I do know that we've got Trent looming. I know we've got Dom Sabozlai looming. I know we've got the potential of um, Mo Salah coming back after his injury and we know what that means. Uh, We've got Darwin Nunes in the goals at last. We've got Diogo Jada um, scoring for fun. And now we appear to have options in midfield uh, having finally sorted that and hopefully we'll have Endo to come back and bolster that area too. February and March are going to be the kicker. They're going to be the big deal. It's, it's where all the pressure is going to come on. How are you feeling about how this group, in the context of Klopp and his announcement, cope with that? You're going to have to say that again, buddy, because you seem like you're a bit far away from your mic there. Sorry, I said we're going to do the quadruple. Wow, okay. In, um, I'd, I'd, I'd love to say I genuinely believe that, but I feel every game will now be treated like a cup final. That's the attitude that they're going to go in with, that this is the game we have to win. This is the game we have to win. I think the, this group of players are going to put everything into every single game. They're not going to leave anything out on that pitch. They're going to want it so much. They want to. I'm going to say that Jurgen, for me, has been the best Liverpool manager I've ever seen. Um, I just think the way he did what he did when he came in, it was a shocking team that he took over to have done what he done and to compete against what he's competed against just puts him head and shoulders above him. I know Sir Bob was always the one known to think it was a ridiculous amount of trophies. Yeah. He didn't quite have the competition. Again, the same for Kenny. He didn't quite have the competition. You know, even though he built that glorious 87-88 team, some of the football will, will, will never be better, but what Klopp has built and eventually laid the foundations for uh, this season something else. And, um, yeah, I just think we're going to, we're going to do some madness this season. It's going to be, yeah, the league's going to be petrified of what what's coming. The Europa League, they're going to be petrified. Chelsea are thinking now, oh, fuck, this is not what we wanted here. 
I'm in the FA Cup, you know, and unless we should beat Norwich, no disrespect to Norwich, we should beat Norwich. And, um, you know, then see what the next round brings if we do get through that. But, um, I just think it's going to be, I just think it's going to be such a fun season now. It's just going to be mad. Honestly, it's going to be pure madness. You're going to see so much energy from the players telling them they're, they're going to be next level. You're not, you're not going to have seen these levels. I'm telling you, they're going to go mad. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. I mean, I'm going to the Birmingham game. Uh, Mando's coming over and move And um, some, me and Gags are going up on Friday. We're going to hook up with them. And that's just going to be fun. It's going to be brilliant. Because Birmingham likes to play football. That's a good thing. Yeah, I think the main thing is funneling that energy the right way. And listen, just between now and when I'm speaking to you next, you're still quite low there, man. I don't know if you need to turn up your gain or the connection's a bit off. There's little clicking bits going on. So if you just if you just mind having a, a mute in there and having a bit of an exam of what's sure. going on with your mic for a sec. Um, it's about how that energy is going to be channeled, isn't it, Lisa Marie? Because as Cam says, it does have the feel that it's going to be crazy. It was my initial reaction to think, Christ alive, this is going to be absolutely mental now between now and the end of the season. It's just going to be off the, off the rails. That will need to be very carefully corralled, won't it? That will be need to, need to be very carefully focused because we are an emotional lot as supporters. Our players are an emotional lot. Um, you know, you can imagine, t- can you imagine Andy Robbo, um, you know, with a, a, a little bit of excess uh, emotion going on there? I mean, the guy is, is an energizer <laughs> bunny at the best of times. He's going to be coming back rested now. I was going to say, he's coming off of a three-month rest. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just, I would fear for anyone who's going to be trying to track his runs between now and the end of the season. I would fear for anyone who's going to be playing on his side of the pitch because he's going to be squawking his head off. I just feel that it's probably... I would back these guys to have the discipline to focus that fury, that extreme enthusiasm, that violent electric kinetic energy that's going to be coming from the crowd because you know every single it started already cam was talking about his own relatives and and and, and stuff who are uh, mag supporters it started already all the little comments all the little things all the little digs jürgen alluded to it people are going to try to use this against us they're going to try and make uh the rile up liverpool fans are going to try and rile up liverpool players they're going to try and get into the minds of referees and say, oh, everyone's been too sentimental about Liverpool. Every single potential dirty trick will be used. Um, again, I think I'm backing these guys to have enough about them for that to actually be nothing else except a motivational factor. If you think about it, we've got we've got Virgil van Dijk now as a captain. He has an opportunity to lift four trophies. Um, Virgil's just a born winner. And... I, I don't see much getting in his way. We have Ali doing Ali things between now and the end of the season. Uh, Cam mentioned the other sort of senior member of that spine in Mo Salah. Um, again, when he comes back, you would back him on in the wake of very disappointing comments and lack of support from his own countrymen about, you know, um, 
sort of copping out with his injury, you'd imagine he's going to come back absolutely fired up. Hopefully, you know, nicely rested and and his hamstring in premium premium condition. But we've also got all this youthful energy that Cam alluded to as well. You've got your Darwin Nunes. You've got all these other kids who are just chomping at the bit, uh, really desperately wanting their first taste of major success. And yeah, I, maybe it's naive, listen, Ray, but I just think that that excess of emotion will probably be able to be filtered because of the presences that we have on that field, because of those old wise heads uh, the discipline that we can expect from the likes of them, even hyper fellas like Andy Rubble. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you're right. Well, you know, plus you've also got, so you've got players too, like Curtis Jones, Harvey Elliott, that, you know, were on the fringes of the last, you know, successes. Not so much the, the, the two cups that we won, but, but, you know, when we won the league, um, you know, they were they were there kind of on the fringes and, you know, they're going to want their own, if you will. Um, you know, they they may or may, you know, got medals, you know, for the league. But, but you know, they they weren't as big of a part of, you know, of that title win. So so I think, you know, that group, you know, of players as well is is going to be just kind of hungry for, you know, for their you know, not just to have that ownership, I guess, if you will, of, of the success. So I think, and I think we do have, you know, we've got players that have got the proper mindset that I don't think are going to lose their heads in, you know, in the wrong way. I think, you know, they, they can put their heads down and, and, you know, just push through to, you know, take it a game at a time and, you know, and all the, and all the, all the cliches, um, to, 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 to win the things. And, and yeah, so I, I do, I, I know again, I'm, I'm, a, I'm naive right along there with you, but, but I think, I don't know. I, I, I think our mindset as fans is, is just as important as, you know, the mindsets of the, of the players. And, and everyone as well that, you know, if let's just say, for example, you know, OK, so we we play Arsenal, what, next weekend and, and that's a draw. OK, but so it is. So you put it behind you and, and you move on. Don't get caught up in. Oh, my God. You know, who knows that that could drop us to second place or, you know, it's February. Let's, you know, not lose sight of there's still a lot you know, a lot to go. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll be upset if we drop points, but, but I, I don't think we can get lost as fans in, you know, a misstep or whatever. We've just, you know, we've just got to push past it and, you know, and be ready to cheer for, for the next win. Absolutely fair. And I think that's exactly where we're all, all at. Uh, and I hope that we are in a position uh, to do what Jurgen was saying there, which is, you know, when we all meet each other in a while, we'll be able to look, look, look back and, and smile at what an incredible time um, everyone shared together. It's kind of interesting. And just to finish up with this, because we, I suppose we should acknowledge the reality of the situation as well as everything else. I said, we wouldn't have uh, any kind of mawkish sentimental chat about how great Jurgen is and how we're going to do a big cry. Uh, we can do that if you want, but 
you know, um, like I said, there'll be plenty of time for those type of things when the season has concluded. But the reality of the situation, Cam, which I think you wanted to get to at some point, um, I know Lisa Marie, you're not as anxious to talk about this, but just to float it out there, because it is a very real thing. Um, we have to start considering now life uh, beyond Kloppo. And it's not just the manager. We're also going to be losing uh, Pete Kravitz, um, Pep Linders and Vitor Matos. They're all going. Um, the suggestion is that Pep and Vitor are going to go as a pair somewhere. And uh, Pep's going to manage with um, uh, Matos as his assistant. Um, Kravitz is probably just going to go and have a nice break. Um and maybe pick up again with Jurgen if he starts somewhere else, I would imagine. Um, and obviously, that's quite the clean out. We've already Cam had a clean out of all the um, backroom boys who were so synonymous with the early success for Klopp. Um, there are rumours uh, of one of the more prominent one of those, the most prominent one of those, potentially being invited back now in the wake of Kloppo's departure, perhaps as director of football. And there are other clearly obvious rumours which are being broached with the man himself of another ex-red in the form of Chabi Alonso being approached for the job. I have thoughts, I'm sure you do yourself, um, in terms of where Chabi Alonso is in his progress and development Um they used to have a saying at Cam, at, at uh, Liverpool Cam, which is basically shows your medals. And um, <laughs> you know, Chabi Alonso is not in a position to do that yet as a coach. I guess is where I'm going. Coach, that, no. That's that's the short the short version of it. Yeah. Um, you know, but you know, the the last time something as heartbreaking as this happened to you and I, I suppose people took Rafa's departure badly, but. It was Kenny, wasn't it? And you know, Kenny, Kenny was was was, was my idol. Um, Kenny was the reason I became interested in Liverpool Football Club. He's the first thing I remember about it. Him scoring that goal in the '78 Cup final. Yeah. Um, I very much imprinted on Kenny as my hero, and then to see him go and do what he did, to see him turn into actual Roy of the Rovers, as I've said in another podcast today, to become a player manager and to win the double, which you know was a, such a rare thing in those days and then to reinvent himself as a manager and create what was the greatest side we've ever seen in, in wearing Liverpool red. Um, for that guy to go, I was bereft. I was absolutely bereft and everything went to shit after Kenny left. Everything just went to shit. Um, and it wasn't even slow. It was quite spectacularly bad. Um, and in many ways, that was the end of success, really, on a proper scale until until Klopp. Um, yeah. You know, you could say that. This era that he ushered in must be what people felt like when they were supporting Liverpool in the Shankly days and him leaving must be as powerful as Shankly's departure because you know he has reinvented reinvigorated the culture of the club and turned us into back into the giants of football that the club was then you know we're massive we're massive Every fucker wants to talk about our club. They can't help themselves. You mentioned it before. And, you know, the achievements are there. And if it wasn't for the patently obvious cheating that's been going on elsewhere, there'd be more league titles and more European Cups in the bag 
let's put that to one side for now and just say he has made us giants again. How do you replace that, Cam? I thought you weren't doing a tribute to him. And you just can't help it because that's <laughs> that's what he does to us. Isn't yeah, it's it? context, I guess. It's yeah, context. It is, it is, and, and um, you know, you've, you've touched on so much there. And uh, um, I'm just going to sort of stick to, you know, life after clock. I think, and um, where where you know we should potentially be looking. Um, and. My first thought was to the offer of Striker and Sweeney because I know he's available. And, um, you know, just imagine <laughs> big, big Stevie, uh, Bruce, you know, um, orchestrating Carl Coppack to one side, Trent down to the, to the other. Cambridge, um, Lisa Marie looking at each other, sat there thinking, what the fuck are we doing here? Um, <laughs> um, no, in, in all seriousness, um, I had to get, I had to bring that in. Sorry. Um, in all seriousness, sorry. Um, I, I've got, I've got three names in, in my mind as to where I think, um, we, we'll probably be looking at. One is the obvious and that's Zabi Alonso. And mm. you, you can't take away what he's done in a season and a half, uh, at Leverkusen, isn't it? And, um, you know, how that, the football they're playing this season and it, and it, and that's the key. The football they are playing, it is phenomenal football. It's, it's something you can see him doing with this group of players. So that's obviously going to make him, you know, one of the favorites for the position. The other name is, I don't know if anybody's been mentioning it out there, but it's a, it's a manager that I've liked for a long, long, long time. And I think this guy, you know, with the right resources, and this is something I'm going to touch on after I've named the three managers with the right resources. And I think we've got the right resources. Could, possibly be a world beater and I, you know shoot me down by all means and that would be Julian Nungersman I just think there's something about that guy he's, he's got I think he's got a great football a footballing brain and um, I remember watching his Hoffenheim team you know uh, uh, at Anfield and you know there's something there so he's one that I think the club would like to look at because I think what it, what the, what the, and, and, and I'll, actually I'll come to this point when I make, after I've made, this one's a complete left field, you know, um, possibly another Roy de Rovers. And, but I don't know if it would ever, even, if, even if you'd entertain it and, uh, it's probably just absolute ridiculousness and that would be, the ghost himself of Tiago Alcantara <laughs> as a player manager when not playing. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, um, that, that could be, you know, that, and that, and that is as, as extreme left field as you're going to get. But what I will say is life after Klopp, and this is what's going to be really important, is it needs to be a manager who can work with FSG. And that's really, really important. And, it used, and FSG have always wanted young, dynamic, forward thinking. 
um, people to come in and, and run the football side of things because that's how they see it working. That's, you know, that's why they were looking at, you know, when they, uh, obviously asked Kenny to come in and just stable, stabilize things. And then they, they were looking at, um, uh, Martinez and then obviously settled on Brendan after Brendan first rejected him because they wanted that type of manager. But Klopp was always the, the ideal. Klopp was the dream. And obviously he got him and we, we're going to have had him for eight and a half years. And, you know, they have been the best eight and a half years of my football life. I can't get over that. Um, you know, I've seen some, I've been to two Champions League finals because of the guy, you know, that I, I can't thank him enough for that, you know. Um, and, oh, crikey, I don't want to do that. Um, so yeah, so whoever then comes in in the summer has to be able to work with FSG and know that these are the parameters, you know. So this is where the likes of, you wouldn't be looking at Ancelotti, for example, because he, he's very much a checkbook manager. You wouldn't be looking at Jose Mourinho, for example. I know it wouldn't be anyway, but he would, he would, bite his own arm off to be manager of Liverpool Football Club. Jose Mourinho loves Liverpool Football Club. Jose Mourinho, when he was at Porto, wanted Liverpool Football Club more than he wanted Chelsea, I reckon. He was gutted, I think, that he didn't He loves our fans. He loves our passion. And this is what any manager coming in, they're not just, they are coming in to the greatest football team, the greatest football club sorry, in the world. But they've got to be able to work with owners who are frugal, to say the least. That's the challenge. That is a challenge. It's going to be very interesting to see how that pans out. And of course, the the person I was alluding to is Michael Edwards, and there is talk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, there is talk, and it, listen, it's because he's going to often set up his own thing. But there's there's this supposition that perhaps he might uh, be tempted back. I don't know. Never, it, say, it, never. never say never. You don't, you, you don't know, no, and nobody knows anything at this stage. It's all very very speculative. They seemed quite calm. In the meeting today, Hogan and Klopp, um, very calm when they were talking about doing the right thing, going through the motions, getting the, you know, following the process. Um, but I think anyone speculating at this stage is simply doing that. That's what we want to be absolutely clear. We're only just, you know, floating around ideas that we may have heard a couple of rumors or we may have, um, have a couple of, of preferences ourselves, but that's literally all it is. But, we should start wrapping it up. I want to keep this to an hour. There's a lot of content out there for people to get their ears around. So I'm just um, conscious of not having it too long. Um, so we should wrap it up, I guess, uh, with, you know, having had our show completely hijacked by the news today. Um, we haven't had a chance to talk about any of the usual things or any of the usual um, subjects that we like to talk about, which are often non-football related. We have very much, like I say, been hijacked by some very dramatic news. That's fine. Um, what else are we going to do except engage with that? It is going to be the topic of discussion between now and June and beyond. Um 
unless that is resolved uh, and again that's another thing like I mean do you make any announcements while the man is still in situ how what's the dynamic that that re- um, results in this is, there's a lot for them to get right here and hopefully they will but the main thing is that the lads get it right on the field and Klopp gets it right on the sidelines so that we can celebrate as much as we can while he's still here so with that I'll ask Lisa Marie and Cam if they have any final thoughts the only thing I want to um, draw attention to is you're going to need some distraction from this Jurgen chat and you may have become aware that myself and Dave have really launched Buzz back in a big way we have started a companion series for the new True Detective um, series 4 um, we did episode 2 last night it's out now and we also did our second film after Saltburn we did last night a, a nostalgic look at the 90s action classic The Rock that will be continuing. You will have that content to distract you from football-related matters. Those pods are around about 50 minutes to an hour. We're doing our very best to keep you entertained away from the football, but still part of the channel and part of the bigger community. So do give your attention to those if you haven't already. Point your friends who are non-football fans in the direction of those. If you would, I'd appreciate that immensely. There are all sorts of people who you know who might not necessarily give a flying you-know-what about football, but would be very interested in talking about True Detective or a movie or whatever it happens to be. So... Tell your pals. Lisa Marie, any final words from yourself? Um, not really. Think of me as I am at the dance competition this weekend, so I will miss the match on Sunday because Mary Kristen is set to dance, well, right around. The, the match will probably be over by the time she dances, but because I will be in, you know, dance mom mode i probably won't have an opportunity to to watch um what is hopefully going to be a win against norwich and advancing us um further for the fa cup but uh but yeah no um trev enjoy the chelsea match on on wednesday i'm not at all jealous um you didn't definitely did not see that my eyes had turned bright green um when we had the cameras on at the beginning of the podcast Yes, Julie noted that you were a picture of generous spirit in this, and um, I appreciate it very much. Uh, and we do that's, actually that's ge- birthday present to you, Lisa. Yeah, I was going to say we we do <laughs> we do genuinely um, wish you only the finest for your uh, well, thank you your twenty ninth birthday uh, <laughs> again. And um, Cam, what about you? Final thoughts? Uh, just a shout out to Cole Coppack and the Norwich Ultras. There you go, Carl and the Norwich Ultras. It's a, it's a hell of a gang of lads. Um, it's a hell of a gang of lads. Uh, we, I, I was actually speaking to young Copback about potential arrangements should, uh, Dublin feature in all of our immediate futures. Um, and I extend the invitation to yourselves here now live in the air. So I can't take it back if we do manage to get to that particular final. Um, consider me Casa, Sue Casa, and we can, uh, we can, we can work out the details afterwards. Uh, let's. You have a wrap- <laughs> I don't. Hey, know. I already staked my claim like many months ago. So you did, you did, you did. <laughs> 
but I, I don't have a I don't have a shed to rival your you shed, not as pimped up as your uh, recently pimped up shed but uh, I do have an actual room hopefully that won't be too much <laughs> left down for you <laughs> no, you know with floorboards what a luxury <laughs> so uh, on that note of potential hopeful celebration and hopeful uh, continued success under Mr. Jurgen Klopp until he is no longer the manager of Liverpool. We will wrap up this episode of AIP from myself, from Cam, from Lisa Marie. We'll see you soon. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.